0: so here we are in the Tijuana jail. Um, we just got done taking a shit, and uh, I just want to introduce my guest this morning.
1: Hi, I'm Tom Gard.
0: He introduced himself wonderfully. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about our mothers today, but most specifically we're going to talk about Tom's mom, Gretchen Gard, because she is quite an accomplished artist, and uh, I'm going to basically throw it to Tom and have him just talk a little bit about
1: his mom and art in general, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. My mother studied art for a long, long time, since high school, and that was her major in college, and she moved to Santa Fe, a big artist community, in about 1991 or two, and has since um, built a studio there, and has really produced a lot of really nice, large, saturated, really beautiful, breathtaking pictures um, of all sorts of portraits, still lives, um, studies, Everything, even her charcoal drawings draw a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to elaborating on a lot of the things she's done there and since. Does she work a, a lot in different – you mentioned
0: a lot of different mediums there. You mentioned charcoal. and well, mm-hmm. What kind of mediums does she work in?
1: Well, um, if you look at her website, com, I – propose i composed that website and i'm very proud of it and it's coming along nicely we've added a nice little slideshow to it so there's a fast example of all of her work and it's combined with to answer your question charcoal oil paints um, acrylics and things like that for the most part she washes oil paints kind of thin like um watercolors but also gets you know more saturated things in, in parts of the, the thing. So it's kind of like oil painting in watercolor style. She seems to work uh,
0: uh, with that. You mentioned... Um no, no, no pun intended. But kind of watering down, you know, the the thing to make it a little bit more like watercolor, like oils and things of that sort. Yeah, she has a, an, an interesting, and especially with a lot of her boats and her water stuff, that she has an interesting play on perspective and shadows, which really makes something feel real. Um, uh, she has has a she has a, seems like she has a fondness for water and,
1: and rowboats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of her fortes, I think. She's very, very very good at that. Um, I think what she does is grab something that's very real but just has a very magical quality, and that's really what pops when we go and take our nature walks and things like that. We come upon a very well-composed lake with some nice clouds above them or something like that, great reflection and very still water so the boat appears to be floating. She, she grabs those instances really well, and even if she's not at the time when she's painting the pictures looking at them, I think she's able to remember enough about them and enhance them in the way that um, all the sunlight and everything did that combined in nature To make that happen,
0: (laughs) you know, Tom and I, um, we talk a lot about our dads and the Kingston Trio, but uh, this was a a topic that we discussed about really wanting to dive into. And so, if if you could talk a little bit about, like, like your mom's upbringing when she started in art, just from from what you know, um, hopefully we'll we'll get talk her into being on the show at some point and really giving you know, a first-person account of it. But right now, I would love to just get an idea of like when you remember your first time your mom doing art, was she sketching? And you were kind of like, oh, my mom's an artist
1: kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Well, I wasn't aware of this, but she had quite a good portfolio from her high school. And I haven't seen those pieces yet, but my sister tells me they're just stunning for her age. Um, of course, when my father's and your father's success hit... My mom had to leave college halfway through. She'd been two years into college and at the age of 20 became pregnant, like a lot of people do in college. And um, we went uh, after the Kingston Trio. Dad left the Kingston Trio, didn't break up. Uh, We went to Australia, and she survived actually making um, cheesecakes and things for a living. And I saw her do a little art, but it really wasn't until we came back to the United States in 1968, and she went back to Stanford to finish her her studies, um, that I saw a lot of the student work she was doing. She was actively studying under a guy named Wolf Kahn, who was a very big artist and was, had a residency at Stanford um, just some beautiful pieces just funny things of like acrylic cubes and things close up um, just some funny things that a lot of later artists started to do, you know, painting little things huge and just getting a great source of light and a semi photorealistic image but um, also a very um, kind of magical abstractness to it at the same time, so that's when I really realized that she was very mm. serious and mm-hmm. did a lot of work You know, it's
0: interesting, I knew that when we, we started doing these podcasts, that there would be left turns and, uh, you know, we're talking about your mom's art, but she also said something that kind of hit me pretty, pretty heavy because I think we have this in common as well. Both of our mothers gave up kind of their dreams and careers to have children and raise children on behalf of their husbands. And then later on in life, I think went back to try to, you know, get what you maybe it's what you call your mojo you know, like my mom got really back into acting and, and and that was a bone of contention when my parents you know split up was I gave up everything for you and it just was it was tricky you know they they i i think in uh uh, one of the trio wives, which I, 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 that's not really fair to call him like that, said, you know, these, these men cast very big shadows. And I, I just am really excited now that my mother's passed and I understand her, her kind of life better. And your mom is here and has all this beautiful art that I think it's time that they get their mojo back a little bit.
1: Sure. Yeah, that was very true. I think that they were both very humble, Joan and Gretchen, because um, they didn't seem to be shouting uh, to make up, compensate for being overshadowed by their husbands. I think mm. they were fine mm-hmm. about who they were. Mm-hmm. They were very secure about that and Good didn't point. feel a big competitiveness about it, but they did want to pursue it. And they were both very, not stubborn, but just determined to do what they needed to do. They'd know that they weren't taking anything back away from Dave or Nick, you know, by doing what they wanted to do. They just needed to do it because they've made sacrifices for a long time. Yeah, they did, and and
0: when you when when I think about it, all three. All of the trio, the, the, the women that were married to the men that were in the Kingston Trio were elegant women. I mean, your mom to this day is one of the most elegant women that I've ever met. And uh, obviously your aunt, too. I love spending time with them. You know, my mom had a certain style and Louis Shane was, you know, uh, is just a wonderful Southern woman who has just got grace and charm and style. You know, and Julie Stewart was beautiful and Buffy Stewart Absolutely, you know, a beautiful singing shanty. He's one of the only ones that really had a career singing. But let's get back to Gretchen Gart. So, um, where's she living now, Tom? Santa Fe, New Mexico. Good. I'm glad you didn't give her physical address. Yeah, no problem. Santa Fe, New Mexico. (laughs) Um, And uh, how does she spend her time now? And and what does she kind of want to do? You know, at at this point in her life, you're putting a website together, you've got a website together and you're establishing her art?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's collected probably over, um, I guess there's probably about 120 paintings on the website, but there's others that have gotten away that we probably didn't maybe photograph. But, um, you know, throughout the years, I think she puts out a bit, uh, maybe four to eight pictures a year and um, she's currently really 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 active yeah yeah um sometimes she needs to take a break and just reassemble and you know think about things and fix up her house a little bit or something you know but um and travel she likes to travel and that's a great inspiration for Uh. her but um yeah it's it's funny after a lull i think it really she it's hard to contact her because she's so busy into it you know i'll email and she'll say oh no i can't even take um 20 minutes away to look at the the website update that I've, I've done for her. You know, she'll just, she'll be so concentrating on it. It's kind of like Joni Mitchell working on a song. I heard Graham Nash would come and try to step in the room and ask her if she wanted something and she'd just push him away and just not even look over and just keep her eyes on the, on the track, you know? Well, uh, yeah, I, I get like that sometimes when I'm working on something oh, I or, I know. Or,
0: or I get totally focused <laughs> and I just like, don't interrupt me. Yeah, you know. Hey Josh, yes. can I borrow
1: the keys? Uh, Josh, Josh. Josh. <laughs> Just 20 simply, minute, 20 minutes yeah. later it's he's simply <laughs> trying to download an app and he's got his, his blinders on All right
0: all right uh, let's get back to right,
1: GretchenGuard.com. Yeah, yeah, get personal here All right so um
0: um no well, we can get personal and we will be getting personal on this podcast and, and we that's can what get this, impersonal too can't we We can be personal <laughs> Um so back back to Gretchen the uh the uh well, we'll stop a little bit of the recording now and we'll think about what what we did and it, it's really interesting um l- let me ask like <laughs> Did your mom spend much time in Hawaii, or not really? That was really your dad's thing. And then they met over here in the states. And did they did they go back at all? Did they go back and spend any time there?
1: Oh together? yeah, yeah. We they met in college, and um, I think that um, they became pregnant, and they got married. You know, I guess got married, and then my sister was born, and then the Kingston Trio hit. Um, so. I think at one point um a kind of a vague band, Flash in the Pan, sort of a band that was kind of like made got a little attention in the late fifties. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um they even get mentioned today. They're they even, you know. They yes. are? Yeah, where? Like the documentaries, Ken Burns. Oh, the documentary, documentaries, Ken you know. Burns. Yeah, I love Ken him, Burns. Gave him a good 30 seconds in there. So I've heard that country music seconds. documentary is great. Yeah, it's super. And it was Okay, really so back to, English. forget about, back yeah, about who Gretchen are, who did cares? make it out to Hawaii. They would go out, and of course, Dave's parents lived there after, you know, they, throughout, he was born there, and that's where they lived. So they would go and check in there. They would do gigs at the Shell. Um, I think there's certain visits we have documented of them going over to Kauai, and Mom took some pictures over there. So, yeah. I think they'd get over there when maybe once a year for vacations or twice, or dad would be passing through on tour. Um, Whenever, after dad left the trio and we lived in Australia, we would go for summers to LA and on the way we'd stop over in Hawaii. So the whole family of, I had two sisters and my parents, so the five of us would stop in in Honolulu and stay with my grandparents. And then we'd go on and come back. So yeah. Um, she her history with Hawaii did increase after meeting uh, Dave. You know, but interesting. They didn't meet in Hawaii. No, they met in Palo Alto and Stanford when they were in school.
0: Interesting, you know, and um, as you know me well enough, Tommy, that my mind just quickly jumps to other things. But I think about your mom, and I think about my mom, and this will be an area we'll see if we go down. But I do remember my mom was very pissed at my dad a lot during <laughs> during the post trio years and during the trio years you know these I think that that my mom was just holding on for all she could because this was a wild ride for them, but you know she gave up her career and later on she'd realized you know when it kind of all fell apart that she had to find her own identity again um my mom was a very <sighs> strong-willed woman. Um, what's your mom's, I mean, is your mom a strong-willed person, or is she, you know, t- to, be, to be with your dad, I guess what I'm asking is, is to be with your dad, who was a very interesting intellectual, you know, to fall in love and be with your dad, and to go through that thing, um, takes a kind of a certain mentality, I imagine, to hang in there, so...
1: Yeah, well, she was his equal, I think, intellectually as far as, um, you know, retaining information. That's what I was looking for. Resources. She'll watch the news and she'll remember all the newscasters' names and all of their opinions on things and what current issues are and um, places she's been. It's just amazing. She told me she introduced a whole bunch of people she met at a party when a new guest came one time. She said she named all 15 Guess correctly after being introduced to them, so it's kind of a funny thing. So, but on those lines, yeah, it's um, like Mensa or yeah. something
0: like that. Almost, what yeah. is Mensa? Okay, I don't know what Mensa is. I don't want to say the wrong thing. It'll be like Mensa is a bad thing. Yeah. Is it Mensa very high high education? I mean, a very high level of thinking. Yeah, but and, pretty and, advanced. Right. but
1: uh, Yeah, Dave might have qualified for that if he tried. I'd but Gretchen's just playing smart, and um, I I just. Think, I don't know if she was stubborn. I know she was determined, and she's good at planning. So let's just, just leave it at that, that she was oh, definitely, good. definitely you, you very said, organized. You, said, you, you
0: said she's plain smart, whereas your dad seemed to be a little extraterrestrial smart, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, he, he told me that he was caught getting drunk. I guess he was throwing out his dorm room door at Menlo when he was in high school there. And I said, "Well, didn't that wreck your chance to get into Stanford?" And he said, "No, they they wanted me because I was a good student. So no matter what he could do, he was Teflon." <laughs> so, wow, that's amazing. And then in Stanford, he said he'd go a whole semester without attending the class, and he would ace the finals, and the professors would just look at him like, "You, how, how the hell, <laughs> you know?" And he'd do it, and you know. So there's, there's it's, more It's of interesting because you know
0: you think of kind of the natural talent of the three guys who formed that group. You know, you, you, Bob had basically just god-given natural right hand and one of the best voices ever and your dad being you know just super sharp and 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 smart and, and sure. i'm not quite sure what
1: my dad was i think that he just had a certain exuberance and and uh you know uh, well, he like you said about my dad uh he just had an amazing ear for harmony that's the most valuable thing you could get um and somebody who could sing loud and somebody who could um, deliver on the congas. He had a lot of experience, I know, from going down to Mexico and visiting guys and learning songs and the ability to play, and he, he could really roll some great things off of those bongos and those congas. So, yeah, he, it was just oh, three talents just incredibly equaled in, in their way, even if not the same, but equal in their talents and their strengths.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little digression, but an, I think an important one. Tommy and Jason, Shane and I, um, at the Kingston Trio Fantasy Camp, something like um, ten years ago, we played. Uh, we did a little thing on stage, and and uh, we went shopping for striped shirts. And guess who came with us? Who came with us, Tom? Your mom.
1: And did your mom come? No, I was don't Louise. Think so. there? Um, no, Jason came, of course. So we were shopping. At- I thought shirts. that they had a conversation between the two
0: of them, maybe it was later where they said this was like a weird deja vu because she remembers shopping and like getting shirts with your mom, and then they one of them would cut the arms off and and sew them up because they couldn't find short sleeve shirts mm-hmm. and if you look at the shirts, they don't necessarily come to where a short sleeve. they sometimes come down right to where the elbow is and a little bit longer. It mm-hmm. just was interesting that that my mom had said something and that boy this is deja vu that we used to do the same thing for our husbands
1: mm-hmm. yeah my mom pointed to that first album cover with the red cover and said oh i remember tapering these shirts up and then i've heard that from other people so maybe on separate opportunities they had but um apparently she says yeah that was their their job just uh you know as a favor do you think you could do this and you know adjust these, these uh, that's, sleeves that's <laughs> the, I, I find that interesting i don't know if our listeners will but but uh the other
0: thing that, uh, I found in my mom's treasures is I found a full Capizio shoebox full of slides, and one of them was marked Hungry Eye, June 67, closing. And when I started going through them, not only did I find some amazing personal but I found a behind-the-scenes photograph of the first album cover shoot. And the only thing that I can think of is, is that my dad didn't take the picture, My mom must have taken the picture. So your mom, my mom, they might have all been there. Yeah. You know, they could have been running up Columbus Avenue with, you know,
1: stitch in the shirts and like throw it on and let's take a quick pic yeah well you also said that they had alternative um, colored slacks and I guess they changed between them to try how see how it looks so it's kind of definitely a unique thing you found is having them in khakis. tan slacks or, yeah khakis. yeah I don't know it's,
0: if they changed or if they made them black in the, you know because in those days it was harder to retouch but you know they must have because it sure looks they're right against the red background and they're wearing those tan pants that they wore and they must have probably just realized black looked a little more elegant those are the kind of stories that I would love to find out about is who made those decisions to change the color of the slacks or switch them out? Like, was that Frank? Was it Capitol Records? I can't imagine it was Royal Gilmore their producer.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, maybe it's probably some, designer or something. <laughs> it seemed like bands later on uh, got to choose their album covers and their photography, but back in the day, I think that was all left to somebody else. So it was probably somebody else's decision.
0: <laughs> well we've been uh this is uh one of our morning podcasts and this morning we've been talking about tom's mom gretchen guard go to Gretchengard.com to check out her website and her wonderful art and uh please go ahead and email us at the dot you can find all of our information there and uh, we're happy to answer questions and if you want to chat directly um we'll be happy to uh engage
1: thank you everybody yeah we have a lot more to say so we're looking forward to it this is tom guard signing out this is josh reynolds signing out
0: this is the folk we are powered by squarespace doordash and trader joe's those are the products that we use and we promote the products that we love we also do most of our video shooting on apple iphones as well as using logic for our audio production Executive producers of thefolkmafia.com are Josh Reynolds, Tom Guard, Paul Robinson, and Edward Yost. Recording engineer, Paul Robinson. Executive Creative Director, Ed Yost. Original son, Tom Guard and Josh Reynolds.